Welcome back to Comic Book Commentary, where I break down comic books one issue at a time. Tonight we're moving to the second issue, that's the X-Men, issue two. always, the very first thing we see about a comic book is going to be the cover. And this one, wow. Just, just wow. <laughs> okay, the guy you're looking at is called The Vanisher, and there's not much I can say about this cover that... Just look at him. Just... Just look at him. He is the cover. He's... I don't even know what that is. It's like he's wearing like a snakeskin two-piece costume with... A cape and like a weird popped collar and a domino mask or something. I don't. And like combat black boots. I have no idea what's going on with this guy. Just. Well, that's that's the. That's the comic book cover. So let's go ahead and get this one started. The first thing I want to do here, as usual, is I want to go to the written by column here. And I want to talk about who did this. So Stan Lee once again has wrote this story. Jack Kirby drew this story. Paul Reinman inked this story. And then the story was lettered by Sam Rosen. There we go. There's our creative staff. So let's give credit where credit is due. And let's go ahead and move on to the second issue. Now... Our story opens with the X-Men rushing to Professor Xavier. I guess they were all out doing something, and then he was like, X-Men, come to me! So, we got Beast here, he's jumping around signs, running up a building, and then jumping onto a plane. Now, Angel was flying, and he got tired, so he landed to rest his wings. When he landed, a gaggle of bimbos runs up and just grabs all over him. He's, look, it's Angel, and hold him. I want his autograph. And then another person is like, I want to kiss him. And I've mentioned this before. It's going to be a while before the writers of these books know how to write a female character. It's just like... It's just very friggin' bimbo. I think the reason this bothers me so bad is because Jean Grey is one of my favorite characters, and she already, from the first book, they gave her a little bit of strong independence, and already in the second book, they've already taken all that away from her and turned her into this fucking stupid, jealous bimbo. Because she runs up, and she sees that Angel has been flocked by all this women. All these women. Now... She uses her, her mental powers, her 
telekinetic powers, which they phrase wrong, by the way. They call it teleportation powers. And she uses her power to push the flock of bimbos away. Now, she pushes them into this theater, teenagers' tears, so that they can watch a love story and be bimbos, I guess, common, stupid, ignorant women bimbos of comic books. And then she feels faint because she used her powers one time, and Angel sweeps her off her feet, and she gets a nice, pleasant fly with one of her one of her knights. Right after that, we see that Cyclops and Iceman are on their way to Professor Xavier when this building starts, like this wall is falling on these construction workers, and Scott opens up his visor, browns the building away, those guys are saved, then they continue on to go to Professor Xavier. Now, when they get to Professor Xavier, he tells them what's going on, basically who their enemy in this issue is. And I would like to explain that the first couple issues that we're going to be going over are kind of like Monster of the Week type of things. Like, like um, there were a lot of comic books that followed this format. Every week they would just, or every month they would just introduce a new bad guy. Then they would go fight that bad guy. Then you just move on to a new bad guy. And that's kind of the exact format that we're following here. Anyways, he projects a mental projection onto the wall. I'm not sure why he didn't just show them in their mind what's going on. But this is the Vanisher. And wow. It's not just his costume. It's his attitude, too. Like, let me show you this part right here. Now, this cop is like, boy, we get all kinds on our beat, huh? And then the Vanisher is just like, There is no law against wearing a costume, and you know it. Now direct me to the Metro National Bank. I intend to rob it. And they're just like, all right, well, sure thing, oddball. And they just take him into the bank, give him money, then he disappears, and they're like, oh no, how did this get so out of control? So, stupid-ass cop, are you kidding me? Like, I think even if you threaten to rob a bank, I think they can at least detain you for, like, so long. I don't, I don't think you can just walk up to a cop and be like, hey, can you tell me where the nearest SEFQ is? Because I intend to rob it. Like, I don't think you can do that. Now, right after seeing this, Iceman is like, well, I don't care. I'll show him with these ice gun, ice, you know, machine gun ice. Da -da 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 -da. And he starts shooting all over the room. Jean Grey collects all the ice, ice shots that he's doing, throws them back at him. He creates a shield and blocks it. Now we go back to our standard training. and So there's, like, angel training... And then there's beast training. And then we go back to the Vanisher. Now, once we get back to the Vanisher, this is... <laughs> so the Vanisher appears in this room where these military guys are sitting around with secret documents. And he tells them, he's like, be sure to good... He's like, be sure to take good care of those plans, gentlemen, for they will soon be mine. 
I and he says and then he's like he's like I basically intend to rob you. I'm going to take those in a couple days and then he disappears and the army guys are like, "Oh no, he'll be back in a couple days." So then he goes and gathers himself like an army. He's there's all these guys that are worshiping him and telling him how great he is. They're your standard bad guys of the age, everything from you know deep faces and stupid ass stupid ass hats and suits and just your common bad guy thugs of the of the age of this comic book era right after that we go back to training and this is another this is exactly what I'm talking about about how they take one of my favorite characters it's going to be a long time before she develops into the character that I know and love today because here she is holding up this big ball, and then she's holding it above her head, and she can't hold it because her powers suck. She starts to fall back on her back, and she's like, oh no, hurry, please, hurry, somebody save me. And so Cyclops browns the ball to the corner, and then he's like, there, little lady, it'll be a long time before that testing device can bother us again. And then she just throws out her bimbo line, oh Cyclops, what would I have done without you? And then, she's, she serves no actual purpose in these books. They didn't know how to write for a woman yet, so the problem that I have is that she serves, she serves to create jealousy amongst the ranks and be eye candy and love triangle storyline development for the rest of the team. And that's the only purpose she actually serves because her powers are just a goddamn joke. Now, exactly what I'm talking about right here, because then Iceman throws this ice horse and he's like, oh, Cyclops, what would I have done without you? Rats, any one of us could have saved you. And then he's like, here, Cyclops, if you're such a gallant prince, charming, here's a nice icy horse for you to ride. And he sends him off on this icy horse. And then, yeah. So anyways, back to the idea here. The Vanisher appears in this room where four guys are guarding a table. He just appears in the middle of the table, grabs the secret documents, and then runs or rather, vanishes. Now, when he gets outside, the X-Men are waiting for him. Angel tries to grab him, but he vanishes. And then Beast gets a hold of the case, but he appears and takes the case. Cyclops shoots the case out of his hands. Marvel Girl, trying to be useful, gets a hold of the case with her powers and starts moving it everywhere. But no, of course... She has to be put down because somebody has to save Marvel Girl. So the Vanisher just happens to have a gun with sleeping gas, and he shoots her, and she goes down. Iceman freezes the case. The Vanisher vanishes because who cares that the case is cold? Right after that, the X-Men are like, oh, we got defeated, and... It all spans across the newspapers, extra, extra, Vanisher makes monkeys out of the X-Men. Now, right after that, we go back to the mansion where they're having a bit of a squabble. Iceman and Angel are talking about which one was more useless. Iceman flaps his wings. 
or sorry, uh, Angel flaps his wings, and then Iceman ices the wings. Right after that, we see something that shouldn't be happening. I realize this is issue two, and it's kind of strange for me to say something like this when there's only two issues in, but Cyclops is using his power to melt the ice on Angel's wings. Later on, we will discover that Cyclops' power is all force. It's all force. It's this giant red beam, but there's actually no heat. It doesn't generate heat. It's just all extreme force. So it goes browp, and it knocks you on your ass, and can even punch holes in steel, but it doesn't actually carry any heat. So what, what we're seeing here, that actually, it's not, it's not possible, what he's doing. So then, the Vanisher leads an attack on Washington, basically. He, you're sitting here in front of the White House. The X-Men go, go to the front yard, or they're, like, they're about to fight on the lawn of the White House. And there was some talk with some agents and things like that that moved us to this point, but it's all, it's all not important. So, anyways, we get here, and we're going to... We're going to battle when Professor Xavier comes from behind the X-Men, and the Vanisher laughs at him because he's just some paraplegic dude who, like, is all old, and he doesn't think that it poses any threat. And here, Professor Xavier, remember how I said we can call him into question every now and then about where his moral value is? He just wheels up, deletes all evidence of who this guy was, and then he's like, that dude's done. He just mind-wiped him completely. Like, the guy doesn't know his name. The guy doesn't know that he has powers. The guy doesn't know who he, like, who he is, any, any parts of his identity, what his job was, nothing. He knows nothing now. He's just the vanisher in a funny costume. Yeah, and you can watch it. It's one point at a time, too, because it's like, oh, his eyes, his voice, and then it goes to the next panel, and he's like, what has happened to me? I can't control my powers. And then the next one, it's all like, what am I doing here? Who is this man who faces me? Who am I? Like, you just wipe the dude clean. The dude doesn't know anything. Now all his gang get mad, and they're like, oh, no. So they start opening fire, and Iceman throws up a shield to protect Xavier, Beast jumps around, knocking people down. Cyclops opens a hole in the ground. And then Iceman freezes up that area where they fell into the ground. Marvel Girl takes away two guys' guns, but can't subdue the guys. Like, she just takes away their guns, and then they're like, Oh, we give up, little lady. And then Angel flies into some people. And that's it. That was the issue two of X-Men. So three questions. One, what did I like the most about this book? And to be perfectly honest, if I have to pick something that turns out to be my favorite part of the book, it has to be the attitude of the Vanisher. It's just... It's just ridiculous the way he goes up and he just announces. He's like, hey, cops, take me to the bank. I plan to rob it. And then the cops are dumb enough to take him, and he 
robs the bank and then the way he just goes into the military installation and he's like i'll be back in a couple days to steal these so keep them right here for me and then the military is dumb enough to keep them wouldn't they be like this dude said he's going to come in here and steal these things we have intelligence that he can teleport that he's definitely going to get in here and take this stuff so maybe we should get it out of here nah nah don't worry about that just leave the stuff right where it is so it can be stolen Number two, what did I dislike the most about this issue? That's easy. It's Jean Grey. It's 100% Jean Grey. Like, she uses her powers one time, and she's exhausted. That's it, one time. She moves a flock of bimbos, or a gaggle of bimbos, and she's tired, and she needs, she needs help all the time. She lifts a ball, and like an idiot, she lifts it above her head, and then she's going to crush herself. She constantly needs to be saved, and her powers just seem worthless. Like, during the last fight, all she did was take away two guns. Beast, like, took out, like, fucking nine people or something like that, just jumping. And Cyclops took down, like, eight or nine people, blasting a hole in the ground. But, like, Jean takes two guns. Doesn't even beat her bad guys, just takes away their guns. And the fact that she's all of a sudden reliant on everybody, like, just, I hate the way that her character is portrayed in this. I really like Jean Grey, and later on, now, I'm talking way later on, like, easily in the, in the issues 70s and up, Jean Grey will start to develop into the person that I grew up with, the person that I liked, and it's going to take a while, but right now, I just completely despise this character. Last, number three, is this book worth a read today? And I'm going to say that if you can, just avoid this book. This book is bad. It's the first book set some standards. It had a really good action scene. The bad guy was at least interesting, underdeveloped right now. I mean, we don't have the whole Martin Luther King thing going on with Xavier, and we don't have the whole Malcolm X thing going on with Magneto, and he's definitely not, he didn't spend time in a concentration camp or anything. None of that is given to us yet, but the second book... The only thing that the only thing that's enjoyable about the second book is the attitude of the vanisher and some of the crazy crap that he says. Otherwise, it's just another training sequence followed by a really bad fight scene. And there's not a whole lot of character development or anything of the sort. It's just kind of a weak book compared to what we will be seeing. That has been Issue 2 of the X-Men. This is Comic Book Commentary, where I break down comic books one issue at a time. And today, if I have to give you a rating, I'm going to say avoid Issue 2. It's simply not worth your time.